This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. And joining me in the studio today is our lead financial advisor and planner in the Troy office, Lori Gross. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Rob. And as always, no show would be complete here on Financial Wellness Radio without our fearless radio guide and our friend, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob Burnett. How are you? You know what? It's a beautiful day. The sun is out. The crops are growing. It's not snowing. It's wonderful. (laughs) I do like the sun, and I do like the lack of snow. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, too, enjoy this uh, greatly. So, yeah, it's been a great, had a great last week and week before. uh, I've been spending time with the family. Uh, Lori, uh, coming to us live from the beautiful uh, downtown offices uh, of Troy, Ohio, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely beautiful. All right. Well, Lori, have you been having fun? How's the family doing? Family's doing great. Um, actually, uh, tonight is my, my son's eighth grade promotion ceremony, so it's kind of like bittersweet. My little kid's not a little kid anymore. Going <laughs> so to high school. Any babies at home anymore. He's going to high school. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not little at all. He's 6'2". Well, oh, yeah. my goodness. My, my baby's 6'2 and 225 pounds. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> not sure what they're feeding him, but it's working. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Is he in sports? He plays football. Yeah, I bet he does. That's awesome. Well, uh, what are we talking about today, Rob? Well, Tony, what we're going to talk about today, and, and I appreciate everyone tuning in and the folks who uh, maybe aren't going to catch this live and catch it on our uh, podcast or our streaming off of our website. We're going to talk about living to age 100 and beyond. Wow. That sounds great. Hey, you like yeah, that, Tony? I like the sounds of it. <laughs> It's like to infinity and beyond. Wait, we're not on the TV show or no, the movie, not, no, right? No, <laughs> we're not Buzz Lightyear. All that that'd be a good digression. No, we can't no. do that. <laughs> no, we can't do that. But you know, you think about it. You know, we from vaccines to seatbelts to you've got defrib. Def, yeah, easy for you to. Say. I can't say that. We're easy yeah. for you to say. Defibrillators in airports and restaurants and stuff like that. We're constantly finding ways to stave off death. I mean, I was literally, and this is a good thing, I was reading an article about a a kid uh, this past week who was at a track meet and literally fell over. And people saw him, hopped out. We had nurses and other folks. They had a defibrillator there. They got his heart restarted. This kid won his event at the track meet. Wow. He was getting ready to have his third throw for shot put or whatever his his, uh, event was. And so they have no idea why it is, but without that piece of equipment, yeah, he's gone. So it's amazing the things that we've got available to us now. Lifespans are getting longer, and there's a lot more people hitting that triple-digit 100 age. In fact, uh, for, according to the Centers for Disease Control, the number of Americans that hit 100 rose 43% from 2000 to 2014. 
I find that pretty amazing. It really I mean, is. Yeah, you, you go back years ago, Tony, you might remember, this is before Lori's time, uh, <laughs> Al Roker would have the, the special birthday. This particular person hit 100, and it was a big deal because it wasn't that common. Nowadays, it's much more frequent. But that potential for long lifespan means you got to consider another big question when you put together your financial plan. What sort of resources are you going to need if you're among those people to hit that kind of longevity? And so what kind of retirement plan do you need to get to age 100 and beyond? Wow. Well, you know what? As I've mentioned on the show before, I believe my grandfather is 97 and going strong. So I think in just a few years, we're going to be celebrating his uh, 100th birthday. Uh, and he's really sharp. I mean, when I say he's 97, I'm I'm talking about this guy bought a truck two years ago. Uh, he just drove to Montana this year and back um, <laughs> with with a friend, but he drove. Uh, he still farms, helps out on the farm. So uh, people are living longer and longer, that's for sure. Uh, I like talking about this topic, in fact, Rob, because I, I think it's definitely true. And um, I don't think you're going to talk to us about the fountain of youth today. Uh, I, I don't think that's the <laughs> no, that's that. the secret. But but you know what happens to our finances if we do live thirty or forty years in retirement? I mean, that's a long time to try to make it. Uh, and you've talked a lot about uh, both you and Lori have talked about in the past the number one fear that retirees or pre-retirees have, and that's outliving their money. So what's the plan here, Rob? Well, as always, it depends on the person. So today, what we want to focus on are six strategies essential to making your retirement income plan last to age 100 and beyond. So here we go. Strategy number one. Tony, you're not going to like this one. Just telling you, you're not going to like this one. You ready for it? What's that? You're going to have to work longer. What? Yeah, that's not, that sounds like <laughs> a negative already. That doesn't sound uh, as nearly as exciting as living longer. Well, you know, it, it may not be exciting, but it is something that, that we may have to face or, or at least we have to plan for it. Uh, let's say you start working at 25 and you stop at 65 and you live till you're 95. That's 40 years in the workforce and 30 years in retirement. You know, if you do the math, it works out to about 1.3 years working to support a year of retirement, a single year of retirement. Uh, and some are going to have a really hard time pulling that off. Uh, in other shows, we've talked about the, the lack of savings uh, by many people that are approaching retirement. They're struggling. They're, gonna, they're going to struggle to support themselves for 20 years. So 30 years or more may not be in the cards for them. And Tony, uh, continuing to work isn't as easy just saying, I want to continue to work. Today, too many people retire earlier than expected to, and it's not always by choice. There may be health issues, employment and employer changes, taking care of aging parents. We've talked about that in the past. There are a lot of reasons that people are going to exit the workforce earlier than planned. But maintaining an income stream is going to require a different way of thinking about work. Uh, perhaps cycling in and out of the workforce, carving out a part-time arrangement, or a consulting agreement with a former employer, or maybe even taking that big step, hanging out a shingle of your own. Now, there's lots of ideas that uh, seniors have, have available to them for some kind of part-time income. Uh, you know, if, if you're a school teacher, maybe you become a part-time tutor or a virtual customer service representative. We have one of our clients. That's what she does all day. She's on the phone, answers questions, uh, helps clients with stuff, and never leaves the comfort of her own home. Uh, some people, they like pets. They'll become a pet sitter, a dog walker, things of that nature. 
or if you like writing things and have a particular area of expertise, there's a lot of money be made in blogging. So when you look at that, there's a lot of stuff available, but you're going to have to put some planning time into it and put some forethought into it because living to 100 is not necessarily a big bonus of extra free time. Huh. So what you're telling us and our listeners out there is that we need to build our retirement income plan around that assumption that we're going to live a long time. So I, I guess the opposite question is more pointed and uncomfortable, right? Well, it, it actually is. So when doing a retirement planning calculation like the ones that we do with our Compass Report, one of the essential inputs is how long do you think you're going to live? Uh, or more starkly to put it, um, at what age do you think you'll die? Uh, it, it's it isn't a pleasant question to consider, but it's an important one. Uh, your your assumed life expectancy will have a significant impact on how much money the calculation will determine that you need to invest each month right now, in order to have enough to cover your expenses for the rest of your life. Life expectancy also drives our social security maximization strategy and timing on when to take your social security benefit in order to maximize that income stream over your lifetime. So if you choose a life expectancy of 80, the calculation will come up with a much smaller monthly investment amount than if you chose one of say 90. Um, But if you live longer than 80 years, you may run out of money. Uh, But uh, the problem here is I may have to work a little longer. I get that now, but I I hope your next strategy or next piece of advice is better news. So what is next, Lori? Okay, well, strategy number two is plan on working more purposefully. Uh, And that doesn't mean that it has to be a slog or a drudgery. Um, According to Tim Moore, who is the author of Simple Money, it's a no-nonsense guide to personal finance. uh, When given a choice between saving more aggressively to afford a long retirement or working longer, he's a fan of working longer. And as long as you are working at something that you actually love doing, uh, that's that's the key here. So th- this is what younger generations are already expecting, especially the millennials out there. People today are, are keenly interested in finding work that they enjoy and can do indefinitely. And, and Tony, one of my favorite authors, Ron Blue, takes a look at retirement from a biblical perspective. He claims there is no such thing as retirement. Does that scare you just a little bit? No such thing as retirement? Mm. And really, his reasoning for saying that is that we never stop doing stuff. True. We may we may change what we do at a certain age, but we still contribute. He calls it rehirement. Well, you know, and this is this is healthy, not just from a financial perspective, but from a medical one as well. Um, it appears that we're, we're not wired for endless retirement. We're wired to be doers. Uh, medical professionals today say that that's better in terms of warding off dementia and Alzheimer's and other physical ailments. They want you to keep active and busy. Good point. Uh, I like that point. Now, unfortunately, we're going to have to take a quick break uh, at this time. But is there anything else you want to share with us, Rob, before we do? Well, Tony, we're talking about living a long time, and that really does feel good. But those practical issues you need to address to ensure you have that retirement you desire for those extra years, that's really something we need to pay some attention to. Whether you don't have a plan at all or you want a second opinion on a plan that you already have in place, the team here at Outlook Financial Center are ready to work with you during this process. So for our late radio listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 or visit our website at Outlook FC, that's Outlook, F is in financial, C is in center, 
Com. Click on the radio tab to receive our complimentary retirement income toolkit. Now, that toolkit, Tony, is broken down into four sections. Income planning, which is really what we're spending a lot of time on today. Asset allocation, tax planning, taxes are always in there. And then legacy planning, where do you want your stuff to go? And as you use those tools, it's, it's not a bad idea to have a professional help you along the way. So we encourage you to look at all the other educational resources we have on our website and on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. We're here with you for the long haul. We want our clients to enjoy smooth sailing and reach that goal we ultimately want for all of our clients, and that's to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Outlook Financial Center at 937-552-9990 or visit outlookfc.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio. I'm Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center. And in the studio with me today is our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. And this week, we're talking about living to age 100 and beyond. In the first segment of the show, we began discussing some of the strategies that, that you need to consider when planning for a long life, including working longer and working more purposefully in those longer years. All right. Well, yeah, I think that's really important. It's been a great discussion so far. Thanks for the recap, Lori. Now, what's the third strategy on this journey toward living to age 100? Well, strategy number three, Tony, is know your employer benefits. And while we're on the subject of work, it's also important to consider how much and how quickly the working world is morphing around us because it really is changing continuously. The idea of working at one company or industry and staying there a long time, that's becoming more rare and, and pretty much a thing of the past. Uh, the trend is toward people are going going to have not just more jobs, but also different types of jobs and employer relationships throughout their career. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I, I think that's good to note. Now, employer retirement plans have been changing quite a bit uh, over the last 20 or 30 years, uh, haven't they? I mean, the pensions have gone the way of the pension. Oh, exactly right, Tony. So, you know, you, you think about it, you, if you go back into the 40s and 50s, you would look at uh, the career would be working for a single employer for that entire career. Yeah. You get the gold watch at the retirement party. You get a pension for life. Yeah, those days are pretty much past us. And even if you do happen to work for one of those uh, few remaining employers that still offer a pension, there's still some significant decisions you need to make at retirement. Is there a survivor benefit provision? Should you take the pension? or should you take a lump sum in lieu of the guaranteed lifetime income stream? How solid and well-funded is that employer pension plan? Well, when you're working for a traditional employer, particularly a large one, chances are you'll have a 401k or other work-based retirement plan, uh, perhaps even with an employer match that's included in that. So when you're an independent contractor though, the one, the, the onus, sorry, let me start that over there. <laughs> sorry, Mitch. 
But when you're an independent contractor, the onus is on on you to open a retirement account, perhaps a, a SEP IRA, and fund it on a regular basis. So as you cycle in and out of different work scenarios, it's up to you to keep tabs on whether you're saving enough, whether your assets in all of your combined plans are appropriately allocated, and how you're progressing towards your goals. And if this isn't something that you feel comfortable doing yourself, a yearly uh, fiscal physical with a financial advisor can really help you out. Some of our listeners out there I know might be skeptical. So Rob, how do we know that hiring a financial advisor like the ones at Outlook Financial Center, how do we know that's worth the money or worth the effort? Well, Tony, among the more common questions I hear as a financial advisor is, Why on earth should I hire you to manage my own money? I've got a 401k, and if I want to make other investments, there's a ton of information and advice available on the internet. I got that question this weekend. I get this question all the time, and I get it. I totally understand it. Now, financial advice, good financial advice, that keeps your client's best interest in mind, the fiduciary standard, is going to cost you about 1% of your portfolio per year. So yes, people want to know if they are getting what they pay for. Now, everybody's heard of Vanguard, one of the largest mutual fund companies out there. Now, they've been examining that question for the last 15 years. And based on their research, analysis, and testing, Vanguard has concluded that yes, there is a quantifiable increase in return from working with a financial advisor. Vanguard calls that uh, that particular advantage the advisor's alpha. When certain best practices are followed, the result can be an alpha in the 3% per year range. So hiring a, an investment advisor with good discipline, with good process, can boost your return 3% per year. Now that's one data point, so now let's go look at Russell Investments, another large money management firm. They came to similar conclusions based on their research. They say the alpha you can get from an advisor is closer to three and three quarters percent. Wow. And that's probably not even taking into consideration uh, maximizing your Social Security, which is another thing that you can help your clients with as far as getting more money for retirement. Uh, And, uh, you know, while this research is impressive, though, I'm sure there are still a number of folks that are diehard do-it-yourselfers out there, right? Well, yeah, you know, not everyone wants or needs a financial advisor. Uh, About one quarter of private investors are truly self-directed, according to Vanguard. And these people truly enjoy investing. They they obsessively follow the markets and enjoy creating and doing financial projections. Perhaps most importantly, these investors have an incredible level of discipline that prevents their emotions from intervening with their long-term investment strategy. And given that three quarters of us aren't self-directed when it comes to money, it's good to know that there's help available that can really pay off in the right circumstances. Um, Vanguard says that there are several ways in which a financial advisor can add value to your investment efforts. And among these uh, benefits are, are guidance on developing an overall investment strategy, you know, the asset allocation, minimizing your taxes, rebalancing, and how to structure um, and time those withdrawals from your retirement accounts to make it beneficial to you. Um, each of these services can incrementally boost a client's return and sometimes steadily, sometimes sporadically, but the single best way a financial advisor can add value, um, up to 1.5% per year of increased annual returns is through something called behavioral coaching. Now, Tony, I know you're not a gambler. You're not a card player, Uh, right? Nope. Nope. 
But every good poker player, I've watched it on TV. You think golf is boring on TV? <laughs> watch watch a seven-card Texas Hold'em on TV. That's exciting stuff. Sure. But every good poker player knows that scared money doesn't make money. What they mean by that is the best financial advisors are able to keep their clients' fears and emotions in check by providing steady, fact-based advice and reinsurance when the markets get a little wobbly or crazy. The Russell uh, Investment Study identified this as the single largest benefit of working with a financial advisor, and I, I really can't emphasize the importance of this function enough. A Vanguard study of more than 58,000 self-directed IRAs showed that the investors who made material changes to their strategy even just once in the five-year period between 2008 and 2012 suffered an 8% plus hit to their performance. Now, why wow. is that? Wow. Morningstar, yeah, no, it, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. But Morningstar showed that investors often receive far lower returns than the very funds they invest to because they run to the funds after they've done well and ditch the other funds right before they take off. In other words, they sell low and buy high. That's pretty counterproductive behavior. Wow. Well, yeah, it isn't, uh, it isn't productive, and that makes sense. So what's the next strategy out there, Lori, uh, for living to 100? Well, strategy number four, Tony, is going to be save as much as you can when you can. And I know this sounds like Captain Obvious here, but... Uh, by now, you're likely very familiar with the common advice to save 15% of your income every year uh, to your fund on your retirement for your retirement needs. And, and that amount can include matching dollars. But what happens, you know, if you have an unexpected medical bill or, or both your kids get into their very expensive dream colleges, you know, things of that nature, um, saving as much as you can when you can, particularly in your younger years when saving is theoretically easier um, in those years when you're less likely to be shelling out big child-related expenses, consider stretching that to, to save 20% if you can. A double income, no kid household, that's a time when ramping up the, the savings can have a, a, a long-term significant benefit for you. And, and you can pull back the savings rate when you've got kids, um, the, these kids that are around sucking up your hard-earned dollars, you know, uh, as mine does it as a teenager right now, you know. But be sure that you jack it up, or jack it back up once your nest is empty again. Uh, what's our next strategy on the road to age 100? Well, Tony, this is where that fountain of youth that we talked about earlier comes into play. Huh. Stra strategy number five is invest in your health. Oh. Um, according to the Fidelity Investments 2017 Retiree Healthcare Cost Estimate. A 65-year-old couple should plan on spending 275000 in unreimbursed health care coverage over their lifetimes. And that's a figure that doesn't include long-term care and nursing home costs. That's a 6% jump from the 2016 number. And the, the increase largely attributable to higher Medicare premiums, co-pays and deductibles, as well as prescription drug costs to people. And other studies that we have seen put the out-of-pocket costs as high as 400000 So that's a big one. And that's a big reason why investing in your health is one of the pillars of a retirement plan that's, that's built to go the distance. One way to invest in your health is by making a regular contribution to a health savings account, or HSA, if you're eligible for one. Yeah, because Tony, we've talked about this before in the, in the tax topics. Health savings account allow you to pay for medical expenses with tax preferred dollars. So HSAs are a big deal. And another way is just ensure you stay healthy, period. 
as the Cleveland Clinic's Dr. Michael Rosian uh, documented in the book Age Proof, Living Longer Without Running Out of Money or Breaking a Hip. It's a great title of a book. <laughs> Uh, there are four things you can do that can reduce the occurrence of chronic disease by 75%. So the first one is avoid toxins. And he's talking about things like cigarette smoke and things of that nature. Eating healthy, avoiding simple sugars and syrups, saturated fats, trans fats, simple carbs. So pay attention to what you eat. Uh, I pay attention to what I eat. I love donuts. What do you think, Tony? <laughs> <Johnny? laughs> I pay close attention to that pizza as it goes into my mouth. Absolutely. But yes, you're right. We need to eat healthy, but let's be realistic. I mean, we have to eat healthy. I don't think that's realistic. Uh, well, is that we even to, possible? Uh, it is. It we, is. Just need, we just need to do better at it. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, that's all. So, and the third thing is to get up and move. It says 10,000 steps a day is a good start. Now, I've, I've had the step counters and stuff like that. I don't know how accurate they are. I just know when I have a really busy day, I don't know what the number is. I'm just tired. Yeah. But the whole idea behind it is, is get up and keep moving. In fact, you know, Lori and Amber will laugh at me. I'll be in the middle of a phone call and I'll send them start walking around the office while I'm talking. I, I just think better while I'm standing up walking around. That's why the radio show is so hard. I got to be in front of a mic. I need a wireless mic for the radio show, Tony. Yeah. No, because I'm not following you up and down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the last thing is implement a plan to reduce stress. That's going to have, have a lot of different uh, parts to it. But if you can cut out some of the stress or, or a stressful situation presents itself, and you've already predetermined a way to, to deal with it, to defuse it and to not let it ruin your entire day. Uh, like running over a, uh, semi break, uh, drum. obstacle break room in the middle of the road. Like we did this past weekend, it really does a number on your car, but we're good. So if you've got something, it, it can reduce that stress. That is a huge part of uh, helping you with uh, a high blood pressure and coronary heart disease and a whole bunch of things that the medical doctors talk about because they tell us that chronic diseases account for 84% of healthcare expenditures. You save that money, that's a lot of money you can plow back into your retirement plans. Yeah, true. Well, this has been a lot of great advice. You've covered a lot today and I know you have more, but we're going to have to save it for another show. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about how we need to uh, ensure uh, for the future, uh, but we're out of time. Is there anything else, Rob, you want to add before we go? Tony, I just hope the, our listeners got something out of today's show about how to plan for living for a long time. So give us a call at 937-552-9990. We'd love to get you our retirement income toolkit. You can also get it by going to the website, outlookfc.com, and clicking on the radio tab. As always, Tony, we want our clients to know that we're there with them for the long haul, and we want them to all to be able to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right. Well, that does it for today's episode of Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross. Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com. 
fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.